I'm great. How are you guys today? I'd be a hell of a lot better if I was at Benalla. <laughs> Terrific. Well, straight off the bat, um, you've got an accent. Uh, I wasn't expecting a, a long-time Victorian country bookie with a bit of an American twang. Well, the reality is I'm not that long time a bookie in Victoria. I came from America in 1986, started in uh, Sydney, and then moved down to Victoria in 2013 and started taking on all the country cups from there. And, Warren, you've certainly put in the miles since then, and you're, I know I often see you at the Country Cups, and they really are your favourite days. You're normally at the Benalla Cup meeting today, and you send your staff to cover the Manicato Stakes Night at the Valley. They, they really hold a special place in your heart. Oh, they do, and, and the funny thing is everyone thinks I'm nuts because, you know, I get in the car and drive three hours to Benalla with, with bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and send my staff to one of the big nights in the city and everyone says, well, why are you going to Benalla? And I said, it's a hell of a lot more fun at Benalla. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Now, Warren, what's more difficult, handling a betting plunge at one of these meetings or dealing with John McEnroe? Well, it's funny. Uh, John's easy, actually, on most things. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's he's a bit of a character. Uh, um, he's a very funny man, and I have had a few very interesting moments with him over the years. For those that don't know, Nick, just explain, Warren's a pretty handy tennis player over the years. Yes, yeah, so I won't embarrass Warren by talking about what a star he is, but I think that was one of the things that he did very, very well in a previous lifetime and as a result has a good relationship with some of the better-known tennis players across the globe and John McEnroe, probably the biggest name in the history of tennis. So I want to hear a couple of stories, though. Can you tell us something that might make us smile about John? Did you ever see him lose his cool over something that most of us did probably just brush aside or was he a different person off the the court than the character we saw on the court no well i can tell you i'll tell you two very quick stories one was we were at the playboy club i was 16 <laughs> the guy who actually traveled and coached them was my father warren senior and i was 16 traveling with them and we went to the playboy club at corson street in london and john was playing two dollar blackjack and he'd say hit and it would be 15 he'd get a seven and he'd start smashing the table <laughs> to the level that they basically threw him out for the week in the tournament <laughs> and he was only betting about two dollars that's outstanding so he doesn't like party with his money obviously it doesn't take losing well whether it's a two dollar game of poker or a dodgy call at wimbledon that's a good story what's the other one you've got for us about him Fantastic. I, I actually took a job at the West Side Tennis Club, Forest Hills, where the Open had been helpful at move to Flushing Meadows, and they were hosting a tournament, the Tournament of Champions. And John was playing, and uh, Yvonne Lendl, who's actually my very, very dear friend, was playing, but John came in, and for some stupid reason, the tournament ball was the Wilson and the practice ball was the Dunlop. And John was sponsored by Dunlop, but he went absolutely... When they told him, you know, handed him Dunlop balls to practice with, because they're different. And John and Peter Fleming, his doubles partner, who my father had taught for years, they suddenly were insisting on getting Wilsons. And I said, I can't give you the Wilsons. I don't own them. And, and you know, I can't just give you the balls. And so John, who's a very, very smart man, said, well, how many cans can you give us? And I said, it doesn't say anything. He says, how many do you have? I said, we got about six boxes here. He said, oh, well, give me the six boxes. So I gave him the six boxes. He was throwing them to Peter Fleming, 
who was sticking them in the teaching room, like to the corner. And then when all the balls were suddenly in the teaching closet, he said, we need four more cans. I said, we don't have any. He said, give us the, give us the Wilsons and charge them to the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, before you go, Warren, um, with your bookmaker hat on, first two races, third was different, but the first two were well back favourites, still paid around $3 or so. Anything you like on the card today other than the cup or... The race is coming up at Benalla before we cross there shortly into Harry. Absolutely, race seven. We we think it's a race in two with uh, with actually eight and nine. Who are uh, nine's a huge price. We think it does have a chance. Uh, amazingly enough, I'm tipping a hundred dollar shot, but uh, I do like one hell of a family in that. And in race eight, uh, our tip in that race is five and six, which is easy beast. And Rain Happy, if the track sort of plays a little bit leaderish, then I think Rain Happy could win it at a good price. All right. And, uh, last thing I will say, if it, Russell Osborne has a runner, which he does, number seven in the last, my last seven trips to Benalla, Russell has trained the last winner, and I've had to stand there for 30 minutes waiting for him to come get the money. <laughs> <laughs> so slice Sam Badir in the last might be worth having a coin on. All the best, Warren. Yeah. Thank you, guys. You have a great day. And, hey, everyone come up and say hello the next time we're on track at any of the country cups.